as well. All right, let's go to the Bible. So can you guys please open up your Bibles to uh, Genesis is our passage for today. So the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 5. And I'll be reading from verse 15 to 24. Genesis chapter 5, verse 15 through to 24. I'll be reading from the ESP, ESP Bible. And just a reminder that as I read this, this is the Word of God. Verse 15. When Mahalalel had lived 65 years, he fathered Jared. Mahalalel lived after he fathered Jared 830 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Mahalalel were 895 years and he died. When Jared had lived 162 years, he fathered Enoch. Jared lived after he fathered Enoch 800 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Jared were 962 years and he died. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. Amen. Thank you, Peter. And good morning again. It's good to see everyone here today. Um, I want you to keep your Bibles open if you turn to it, if you have a Bible app. Uh, keep it open on Genesis 5. Uh, if you've been with us at Kingsway, you are probably expecting. Uh, we, I have slides, and then on the slides we have all the verses up there. But I want to try something different at least for like this month. Right? I'm not going to put up the main slides on, uh, the main verses up on the slide, just to help us interact with our Word. Right? I want us to get familiar with you know, your Bible or the Bible app, know how to navigate through it, know where certain books of the Bible might be, uh, maybe some verses are on the page. I want us to really get familiar with our Bible, and I think sometimes you know, putting all the verses up on the, the screen uh, makes us a bit passive, right? it makes it too easy for us in a way. And so I'm just going to try to encourage us to keep our Bibles or Bible apps open. If you don't have a Bible or a Bible app, we have free Bibles, uh, like the one here in the back near the offering box. Um, and so... If you don't have anything, you can go grab one now. It's free. It's for you. Keep it. And if there's none left at the back, you can come up to the pulpit. You can grab the one here. Uh, you can t I'll leave it here. Um, if you are so brave, you can take this one up here. Uh, but please keep your Bibles open. This is just something I want us to try to do this year. All right. Uh, we're jumping into a series uh, for three weeks, uh, starting with this week. And we're talking about uh, where Kingsway might go this year. This is our vision series. This is where, you know, I share my heart. And, and out of all the things we might want to tackle or focus on, you know, what do I believe, you know, we want to hone in and make this year about? Um, and as I thought about this year, you know, this is kind of where I landed, um, that we might spend this year walking with God. And I'll talk about this theme, you know, over the next two weeks. But today I do want to talk about particularly this idea of walking with God. Let me ask you. Uh, what is a life well lived? Uh, you've probably been asked this question before. Maybe you've thought about it. Uh, when you reach the end of your life and you look back on it, what will make it a life that you are proud of? Or more importantly, what would make it a life that God is proud of? You know, when people reflect on your life, what would they say? But more importantly, what would you want them to say about your life? Now, I don't think many of us will actually say, at the end of my life, I want to be known to have been wealthy. I was known to have great house, great car, 
I was known to be funny, you know, the life of the party. You know, what do we want to be known as? You know, if we can figure that out, I feel like it would trickle down into what we want our year to look like, right? If this is what I want my life to be like, well, of course, this is how I should live my year. And I think this phrase, walking with God, is what we would want our life to be defined as as Christians. Right? Regardless of everything else, if you could look back on your life and say, I walk with God, we would be proud. But most importantly, God will be proud. And I think a year where we walked with God is a year that we would be proud of. And so 2023, I want us to make it a year of walking with God. Right? What better way is there to spend our year? Now, we're looking at a guy in the Bible who did exactly this. Right? We came to the fifth chapter of Genesis, and it's a genealogy. It's like a list of people from Adam all the way down to Noah. It's like Adam lived this many years, and he had these sons. And then his son lived this many years, and he had these sons. It's like a, it's like a repetition. You've got a template, and the only things that change are the people's names and the numbers. Right? It's the names that switch around and the numbers. But everything else is a carbon copy. It's exactly the same. So we go to verse 15 in your Bible or your Bible app. This is what you read. It's what says, when Mahalalel lived 65 years, he fathered Jared, right? It's only the names and the numbers that are different, right? Mahalalel lived after he fathered Jared, ate 30 years, and had other sons and daughters. That's all the days of Mahalalel were 895 years, and he died. Now, that's going to be repeated, just the names are changed. Now, when Jared had lived 162 years, he fathered Enoch. Jared lived after he fathered Enoch 800 years, and the other sons and daughters, thus all the days of Jared, were 962 years, and he died. And all of chapter 5 is like that. I was going to make us read all of chapter 5, but I thought, you know, I might lose some of us, especially in this heat. But when we come to verse 21, the repetition is actually broken twice. One, when he talks about the way Enoch lived, and two, when he talks about the death that really he did not die. So number one. Verse 21, when Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Now it's easy to miss. But if you had started from verse 21 and you got into that rhythm of repetition, you would have immediately realized something is different. The repetition is broken here with Enoch. It's meant to say, verse 22, Enoch lived 365 years, but instead it says Enoch walked with God 365 years. This phrase walked with God is actually used to describe Enoch twice in these four verses that we find here. And these four verses are the only time Enoch is mentioned in the Old Testament. So all we know about Enoch in the Old Testament are these four verses, and out of these four verses, Moses goes out of his way to tell us twice. It's like he, he wants us to know this about Enoch. He walked with God. As if that's all that we need to know about this person. All you need to know is that he walked with God. You see, Enoch didn't simply live 365 years. He walked with God for those 365 years. Now that seems like a small difference. Maybe it seems like an insignificant thing. But when you look back on your life, do you want to just have lived the years of your life on earth, or would you have rather walked with God for all those years on earth? That is a huge difference, isn't it? For you to just live through today, as opposed to have walked with God through today. 
to have lived through this coming week at work or whatever you may be confronted with at home or to walk with God through this coming week. In a sea of people, right, a list of names that simply lived, it says, Enoch stands out because he walked with God through life. Right, if Enoch had a tombstone, and I don't know if he did because he didn't even die, we'll come back to that later. If he did, I think that's what they would have written. Enoch walked with God. This man walked with God. I think as people reflected on Enoch and they talked about who he was, they wouldn't have said, oh yeah, you know how Enoch had that really nice house? You know, I don't know, he drove that really nice car. He was so funny. He was so fashionable. He was so smart. I think they would have gathered together and they would have said, Enoch, man, that guy, he walked with God. And not that any of those other things are bad, but there is something uniquely beautiful about this being said about you, isn't it? To be able to be, able to be, be described in this kind of way. Enoch got up every morning and spent the whole day with the Lord. Enoch was the kind of guy that he spoke about God like he actually had a relationship with him, like he had just met him a moment ago. Enoch was a person that when you saw him, you knew that he knew God, right? It's simple. It's four words. Four words to describe 365 years of life on earth, and yet it's so powerful. Enoch walked with God. History has wasted more words describing lesser lives. Right? Whole books have been written about people that have accomplished less than Enoch did with just four words. More pleasing in the eyes of God is Enoch than I think so many people who spend their lives doing this and that without walking with God. Right? Many people live through life, but not many walk with God. And I think that's the difference. You can say it in many ways, but this is the difference between a life well lived and a life that could have been lived better, whether you live with God or whether you walk with God, sorry, or not. Wouldn't you like people to say that about how you live? That at the end of your life, when they gather together and they describe you, that out of all the good things that they might say, that they might include that you walked with God, that you knew God, that you were close to God, that you were intimate with God, that you spoke like you knew God. You know, I really believe that if we can do this, we would have lived a good life, a full life, a pleasing life in the eyes of God. But also, if we could do this this year, we should be proud of the year that we have lived. Right? Regardless of anything else that happens, all the achievements this year, all the you know, great gains that you may have, all the milestones that you might hit. If you don't do this, could you look back on your life and say, that was a good year, right? This year, 2023 was a good year. But on the flip side, no matter what kind of year you might have, what kind of suffering you might face, what kind of trials you might endure, what kind of difficulties that might enter your workplace or your family, if you walked with God, I don't know about you, but I think I could say, no matter what, it was a good year because through all those lows, I walked with Him. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for me. That's what I want for our church in all that we do, especially the, the activities of church. We do stuff. You know, we go through a lot of maybe motions. We gather and we have events and all those stuff are great, but I really want us to walk closely with God this year. Right? I want you to be able to say that for your life. A year 
of walking with God. And what does that look like? You know, the Bible uses the imagery of walking uh, as just a description of life, right, frequently, uh, especially in the New Testament. And when I read through the description of walking, um, it reminds me of this time when a few years ago, back when um, I was the pastor of New Life, and maybe some of us were here, uh, the husbands and fathers got together and we went for a walk. I don't know if you were there, um, maybe a few of us were there. Our brother Song Su, he, he organized this. Um, and I'll be honest, uh, when I heard we're going to get together and go for a walk, I was like, oh, that sounds really boring. <laughs> I was like, but I have to go because I'm the pastor, you know, so I'll go. Um, what well, can sound more boring than walking, right? Like, go, just go bowling. Or, I'm sorry, that's, that's what I thought. Can we go bowling or play some basketball? We're just going to walk? Is, is that it? And to make it worse, um, the track we were going to walk down was in Macquarie, but the gates were closed. And so what we ended up doing was we walked around the streets, around uh, Macquarie Shopping Center, just random streets, like in front of people's houses. Um, but it was awesome, right? right? In hindsight, it was awesome. Right, as we, what I found was as we kind of walked down these, you know, the streets of these narrow pathways, we were forced to you know, get into a line and fall into pairs or triplets. And as we walked, because we didn't have much else to do, we ended up talking right, to the people next to us, asking you know, what they did, how their life's going, you know, what's troubling them, how's their marriage. And as we talked, we got to know each other and really grew closer in relationship. Right, something that we couldn't do if we went bowling or played basketball. We wouldn't have had that time to really speak to each other and get to know each other. And that image is what I want us to think about as I talk, keep talking about walking with God. Walking with God is going to entail at least three things, right? When we commit to this, it means we commit to at least these three things. Number one, walking means affection. To walk with God means to commit to have an intimate relationship with him. First uh, John, it talks about walking in parallel with fellowship. It says, if we say we have fellowship with God, while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Now, this verse is saying, if you don't walk the way God wants you to, you don't have a relationship with him. That's what it's saying. But the flip side is then, if you walk the way you are meant to, then you will have fellowship with God, right? Walking is fellowship with God. They're one and the same. And so if we walk with God, it's not just a, you know, time where we spend this year apart from God. It's the opposite. We are close and intimate and deepening our relationship with Him, right? Again, like that image of walking with people. Now, when I think about the, the husbands and the fathers walking together, I think for everyone else, it would have been a peculiar sight. Right? A bunch of grown men uh, with backpacks on, you know, walking around these random streets like, like a herd of men, just walking around. And even though it might have looked weird, I think everyone would have known this, right, that we were together, right, that we knew each other, right, that we were friends, right, because that's what walking means. Now, we learned this somehow as growing up. This is walking etiquette 101. You never walk next to someone unless you know them. Right, you get off the train and you're walking home and there's all these people walking. And if you end up walking side by side with someone and you don't know them, what do we do? We either speed up or we slow down so you're not like walking next to someone. You don't walk next to someone unless you know them. It's against the law. Now, it's not against the law. It's just something we know. Right? To walk with someone means relationship. It means to, to deepen um, that connection with them. 
And so as we walk with God, that's what it means. It means affection. We're committing to walk with God and deepen our relationship with Him. To spend our days and our nights conscious of Him. To know that we are not alone, but I'm with this, with God. To quietly pray at moments that are high and low. In all of this, to walk with God in everything. And maybe the more amazing thing is not that we are having a relationship with God and have that kind of affection, but that God wants that relationship with us. That God would invite you and I to walk with Him. That if we would try, that He would be with us and not leave us. The second thing that walking means, it means direction. It means that you are going the same way as God. Again, if you get off the train and you're with a friend, and your friend, you say, where are you going? And they say, I'm going that way. And you say, I'll walk with you because I'm going that way. It doesn't make sense. If you want to walk with them, you have to go the same way, right? It's kind of obvious. But when we walk with God, that's what it means. We're walking the same way with God. Now, we don't determine the direction of our lives. We don't tell God, God, this is where I want to go. And this is where I'm going to head. God determines His way, His path, His plans for us. A lot of it is already written in the Word for us, and we just need to follow it. But God says, this is where I'm headed, and it's up to us to say, yes, God, I will go your way. I'll submit my life and align it to what you want. That's what it means to walk with God. We're not making God tag along with us. We're surrendering our lives and following Him wherever He goes. 1 John chapter 2, verse 6, it says, Whoever says he abides in God ought to walk in the same way in which he walked, right? Oh, sorry, this, whoever abides in Jesus. Right, so walking with Jesus is the same as walking like Jesus. Jesus was on earth and he lived this kind of life. And so if you are to be in Christ, it means to walk like Christ. So walking with him means to walk the way that he did in the same direction. Hebrews 11.5, it says, when describing Enoch, by faith Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. Right, this is the New Testament. And he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. So in the Old Testament, Enoch is described as having walked with God. But here, the description is he pleased God. And I think that's because those two things are uh, paralleled. They're, They're very similar. But to walk with God means to live a life that pleases Him, right? The life that God wants you to live. And so when you commit to walk with God, it means I'm committing to affection. It means I'm committing to go the same direction as God. And third, it means I'm committing to progression. To walk simply means that I'm moving forward. There's effort put in that I might change and advance, that I might progress, that I don't stay still. If you're a Christian here, uh, you have not arrived at your destination. Uh, We are not yet perfected, glorified. Uh, When we see Jesus face to face and we enter into eternity, on that day we will be perfect. and We can stop growing and changing and transforming. But today we keep trying, we keep fighting, we keep moving. 1 Thessalonians, it says, Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us, how you ought to walk and to please God, just as you are doing that you do so more and more. The walk with Christ is one where we keep going, deepening our relationship with God, expanding our knowledge of the Scriptures, 
right? Surrendering our lives over and over again. Repenting for the times that we stumble even as we try to walk with Him. On and on we go. We never, we never give up. We never stop. Right? Just because you walked with God last year doesn't mean you stopped this year. Just because you read the Bible last year doesn't mean you stopped this year. Right? We keep progressing. There are character traits in our lives that can improve. Maybe you're kind, but maybe you can be kinder. Or maybe you're generous, but maybe you can be more generous. But in these ways, we keep pushing forward. We don't stop. One step, one day, one year at a time. We keep pressing on by the grace of God, and He keeps changing us. So would you commit to walking with God this year? Commit to that kind of affection, commit to that direction, and commit to progression. Now, Enoch is famous for two things. He's famous for the life he lived, right? He walked with God. But this is what he's really famous for. He's famous for the death. He did not die. Enoch doesn't die, right? So let's read Genesis 5 in your Bibles, in your Bible apps. In verse 20, this is the repetition. This is the way it should go. In verse 20, it says, Thus all the days of Jared were 962 years, and he died, right? That's the repetition, so-and-so lived, and they died, they died, they died. When we get to Enoch, verse 23, thus all the days of Enoch were 365 years, and he, instead of died, it says, Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Right, so there's two breaks of the repetition. Number one is instead of Enoch lived, it says Enoch walked with God. But the second break is instead of saying Enoch died, it says Enoch was not, God took him him. Enoch did not die. You know, there's more people who have walked on the moon than in the category that Enoch finds him in, right? 12 people have walked on the moon. Enoch is one of two people that we know of in all of history that never tasted death. Along with Elijah, Enoch did not die. God took him to be with him for eternity. Now, I don't know exactly how it happened. The Bible doesn't explain it. Maybe Enoch went to bed one night and he woke up and he's like in a different place. Maybe he was walking in the fields and then before his next foot hit the ground, he was transported to be with God. Just like that. You know, maybe one of those. But I said, as I prepared this, I was thinking, I wonder what that feels like. I wonder how I would respond if that happened to me. How would you respond if one moment you're, I was going to say driving home, but that's a bit dangerous. You're walking home and then zap, you're with God in heaven. How would you respond? Would you be shocked? Would you be confused? Like, where am I? What's going on? Would you recognize Jesus who's standing face to face with you? And like, wait, wait a second, do I know you? And after you figure out who he is, would you know what to say? Or would you feel a little bit awkward? Like, oh, what, the, what should I say? It's been so long since I've spoken to you. You know, I think for Enoch, he would have done none of those things. I think for Enoch, when he went to be with God, it would have felt completely natural, as natural as it could have been. Right? That's just my thought. Because for Enoch, knowing God and speaking to God and walking with God and being close to God and living for God and living with God were just what he did every day. And so when he saw God face to face, I don't think he would have felt distant from him. I don't think he would have felt like I haven't spoken to you for a long time. I think for him, it was as natural as any other day. And this is why I think 
Now, it's not what the Bible says. But this is why I think out of all people in the Bible, it's Enoch that doesn't taste death. Right? One of two people. Right? There are people that the Bible spends a lot of time talking about. Whole chapters, if not books of the Bible are written about other people. Enoch gets four verses. Why Enoch? Why does he not die? And I think it's because in those four verses, we know what we need to know about his life. What do we know? He walked with God. He was a man who did on earth what he was going to do in heaven anyway. He was close to him. He knew him. He loved him. And maybe the only next logical step was that he would do in heaven what he was doing here every day of his 133,000 lives, 33,000 days he lived. That's my thought, right? He was already doing what he had always done. And he was just going to do it in a different place. Now, I'm not saying Enoch's perfect. It's by the grace of God that God doesn't let him die. But I wonder if that's what pleased God so much that he took him to be with him for eternity. Now, as I say all these things, maybe some of us here, we feel a little discouraged because you haven't been walking with God. Um, maybe you haven't lived a life well. Maybe you feel like you've spent so many years away from God that the amount of years that you have left are so little that, oh, man, I just wish I could turn back time. Maybe you feel like, unlike Enoch, I do deserve to die because I haven't walked with God. And maybe some of us are feeling that way. And what I want to say to you is that the good news is that Jesus has come. That no matter who we are, we can begin to walk with God today and we can walk with God for eternity, no matter who we are. I said that there were two people who never died, Elijah, Enoch, but there should have been a third. If anyone should not have tasted death, it was Jesus. He was perfect, sinless. He had the perfect relationship with the Father, both in heaven and on earth. Perfectly obedient, intimate. He truly walked with God like no one else did. He was the top of the top. And if death is the consequence of sin, then Jesus should not have died because he did not sin. If anyone on earth should not have died, it was Jesus. He was sinless. And yet, if you know the story of Jesus, he did. He died. And the reason Jesus died was so that you and I don't have to. When Jesus died on the cross, he died in our place. When Jesus died on the cross, he paid for our sins and our wrongdoings. When Jesus died on the cross, he made a way so that the barriers between us and God will be removed. So that no matter what your days or your years until this point are like, that all of that could be washed away. And you can begin again today. That your relationship with the Father can be renewed right now and you can begin walking with Him. And no matter what kind of life you lived, that you could keep walking with Him into eternity. That is what Jesus has accomplished for you. He died in your place so that you could live the kind of life that He should live. That is a promise of Jesus and it is for all of us today. You know, for all of us, it's not meant to be a burden or a discouragement when we hear about walking with God. It's not even about our own will. And I talked about this a few weeks ago. Uh, we try harder than anyone, but it's the grace of God in us. And so we, we come to Jesus. We know that even in our failures, we are forgiven and loved. 
We surrender our lives and our sins. And in that place of forgiveness, we get up and we try again. And we're going to fail. We're going to stumble. Sometimes we'll get distracted. And we come back to Jesus. And by His grace, we are forgiven. And we try again. And even when we stand before God in judgment, when He welcomes us into eternity, it's not because we walked well. It's because Jesus walked well and we believe in Him. As I close, I just want to encourage us again to make this year a year where you walk with God. You know, I don't know if you've been to a gym, but uh, when you go to a gym, there's a lot of people uh, on treadmills. And sometimes I feel like the Christian life, my Christian life is like I'm on a treadmill. I'm walking, but I'm not really walking. But I'm going through the motions, but I'm not going anywhere. Can you imagine um, your friend or your loved one who went up to you and said, friend or brother or sister or honey, let's go for a walk. And you said, okay. And you put them in the car. You drove them to fitness first. You put them on a treadmill. You beep, 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 And you walk for five minutes and the time is up. And you say, all right, we're done. Are you happy? Let's go home now. But I feel like sometimes, you know, that's the kind of relationship we have with God. God invites us to walk with him. And we're like, okay, God, five minutes of QT. Beep, done. And we go through the motions. And we're walking, but, you know, we're not really walking. There's no affection like you would have on a leisurely stroll on the beach. There's no real direction or progression, right? Your arms and legs might be moving, but you're not going anywhere. You're not advancing like we should be. When I call us to walk with God, I don't mean just tick the boxes. I don't mean just pray because you have to. I don't mean like a guilty burden. I mean I'm inviting you to what God invites you to, which is an intimate relationship, a walk with Him, to know Him, to speak to Him, in your greatest struggles, to cry out to Him. And in all of these things, enjoy and freedom to deepen your relationship with Him. Out of choice, because I want to, I'm going to follow after you. And I'm going to see you transform my life day by day. That is what God desires of you. Not that you would sit next to Him or stand next to Him on a treadmill. But like two friends walking on a long road side by side, that you would converse with Him. Share your struggles with Him. Laugh with Him. And weep with Him. That you would know Him. Would you commit to this this year and commit to affection, commit to following his direction, and commit to that kind of progression? Enoch's life summarized in four words, but what a pleasing and incredible life it was. Enoch walked with God. You know, they say uh, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Well, I want to say a The journey of a life well lived begins with one step, right? And I want us to make that today. Beginning today, let's walk with God. And let's walk with God for 2023. Let's close our eyes and let's pray. As we pray, there's really, I guess, two things that I want us to do. And the first is to just surrender whatever life we've lived, whatever guilt we may feel, Uh, Whatever kind of sorrows at 2022, whatever it was like, and maybe you didn't walk with God, um, just surrender that at the foot of God and just know that because of Jesus, you're forgiven. God doesn't uh, hold that against us. He doesn't condemn us for it. As we repent of our sins, believe in Christ and commit to follow Him, uh, God welcomes us with loving arms. 
So why don't we first repent for whatever life we may have lived that wasn't pleasing to God. And after repenting, why don't we commit? Let's commit 2023 to be a year where we walk with God. God, whatever that looks like, whatever sacrifices it might take, you know, whatever the cost. I don't want to get to the end of this year and say, I did many things. I went to many things. I bought many things. I lived 365 days, but I did not walk with you. I don't want that, God. I want that no matter what this year might look like, that every step, that I was with you and that I clung on to you and I knew you and I spoke to you and I saw you show up time and time again. God, I commit to walking with you beginning today. Let's make that our prayer. Let's repent and commit to walk with God.